what is going on guys it is your boy tkd123 here back again here on plays and source this is of course save slot podcast the weekly new show about any and all things ps5 playstation games and playstation itself with me of course my luxurious co-host the arachnid how are you doing good sir i'm doing well how are you doing you know you're chilling you're chilling you know mm-hmm. um it's been it's been like low-key not that hot but a little bit warm right yeah no like it's it's the calm before the storm mm, truly 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 yeah because i mean we got our first 100 degree day like last year pretty early bro and like last summer was hell it was so brutal last summer oh my god so i feel like we might get a part two of that but we'll see we'll see oh, you know and like as you know the only part two i want is of course remake part two but you know <laughs> truly, truly, <laughs> truly. Oh, at least, at least integrate. But of course, housekeeping here. You can catch the show here on youtubecom PlayStation Source, as well as podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, etc. Via our anchor link in the description. And of course, you can like the video and or rate the podcast to help us get seen by more viewers, so we can grow the PSS family. Arachne, I want you to give me a wild guess as to how many Apple Podcast reviews do you think we got this week? Uh, no. Mm. 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 Quite quite interesting. Quite interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Why don't you want to raid us? <laughs> Call me ugly. Bro. Man, I'm gonna have to start. I don't know, like do like do we need to set up like hey, if we get, you know, five ratings, you know. You know what? Let me let me lower the bar. I'm sorry, because even one is too much. Like if we get a rating, right? Like, what do you think I should give back to the people? You know? I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's just a review, my man. Like, oh, man. And most people, like, from what I've noticed, if they've got something to say, they usually leave it on the comment section of the YouTube video. It's true. It's true. Like, there are a lot of comments. Yeah. Yeah, that's because true. that's that's where they expect, and they're correct, where we would first check. Like, if when an episode goes up and they hear something they like or they hear something they don't like or ha- whatever, they usually say, hey, and they leave it in the comments. Like, what, what was it? <laughs> that we talked too much about games we're playing, like, last year, sometime last year? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And one episode we did spend like thirty minutes talking about like Final Fantasy, so it was it was warranted. I mean, he, I do have the numbers of how many people are listening on podcast services, right? And yeah. it, it it's like on average around like thirty to fifty people, right? You know what I'm saying? So I mean, that's that's their main domain, you know. That's not even taken into account YouTube views, which granted. The bulk of our podcast views do come from YouTube. That's right, for sure. You know, from the channel. But oh well, we'll see. I'll 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 figure something out. You know, yeah. I want to see if I could, you know, perhaps um incentivize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a little. Hey, you you scratch my back, I scratch your back. You know what I'm saying? You know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, down below, of course, you can let us know what you like or dislike about the show and connect with us further on Twitter and Discord down below in the description. We added two new... um, Oh, you know, I forgot to go in there, but on the Discord, we added the MCU spoilers uh, text chat. 
so that we can talk about, you know, upcoming shows like Falcon Winter Soldier coming up in two weeks, WandaVision just wrapped this week, you know what I'm saying? So we could talk freely about spoilers there and leave it out of general, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to pop in there today and see what people have been saying. If there's any conversation there, I'm not sure. I didn't check it, but... Uh, Definitely, you can check it out there on Discord down below in the description. As well as, if you're feeling generous, feel free to hit that join button to become a member to to, to become a member of the channel with the one dollar Prince tier and our five dollar King tier to become one of the members. And you can, of course, check out the stream series throughout the week as well. If you miss them, they are public playlists on the channel, but the videos themselves are unlisted. However. You can access them via the public playlist. And uh, we wrapped up Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus, which I will talk about here in a little bit. And we're still chugging on MGS2. MGS2, the finale, is going live on Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday. So uh, apparently it's a crazy ending. I don't know. You know, apparently it's going to be wild. So definitely uh, check out that when that goes live Wednesday night. So then Tuesday and Thursday of this week. Just figure I just throw it out there. We are going to be streaming Ratchet and Clank 2016. And this game also is free for those PlayStation users via the Play at Home initiative. So you can go onto the PS Store, go to the Play at Home section, and download Ratchet and Clank 2016 uh, to your console for free. You you don't need PS Plus. It's just straight up just free. There's no strings attached. And um, we're going to be streaming that this week. Did you play the uh, 2016 game? I didn't. Mm, mm. It's good. You know, it's all right. Like, in 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 hindsight, after playing the original Ratchet and Clank, I do see how like this remake isn't the best. You know, but I think from like a gameplay perspective, it's it's a fun Ratchet and Clank game. So I I was I was pretty turned off. It's like, oh yeah, they just slapped scenes from the movie as cutscenes into the game. It's that like is a, true. It's like a movie tie-in game, and that's like, all right, yeah, no, you lost me. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's definitely a weird one. You know, it's definitely a weird one. Definitely weird. Um like like yeah. Yeah, it's 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 what's the tagline? Like the tagline's literally like it's a game about the movie about the game. Yeah. You know, and it's like eh, I mean, we could also just do like a faithful remake of the original Rex and Clank game. Truly. We, we, they could have also done that, but oh well. So that will, of course, end the Ratchet and Clank stream series. And next up, due to popular, popular demand on Twitter, like I cannot believe the amount of traction this simple tweet got, but uh, we will be doing the Resistance series, another Insomniac trilogy. Uh, we're going to be going through that. I got Resistance 1 coming in the mail on Monday, so we're going to be starting that up the week after next week. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Excited for that. Definitely excited. But, uh, um, of course, in case you missed it, in case you missed it on the channel as well, before we go into what, before we go into what we've been playing, you can check out a review that I did, uh, with Nexigo. Uh, it, it, they are a company that makes different PS5 accessories and all that good stuff. And they reached out to me and asked if I wanted to review some products. Uh, so the first part uh is all about charging so we got a dual sense charging station and a dual sense battery pack uh that we check out that review as well links below in that video to the link pages on amazon where you can purchase these if you enjoyed the review and all that good stuff um and i have another product that hopefully will be up next week so that will be going up as well and uh uh just to make you know just be blatantly clear about it these products were uh provided to me by nexigo okay so 
just put that out there you know what i'm saying uh we also got a ps now update for march 2021 um i think if my second son's on there ace combat 7 is on there and a few other games that was on the channel and my outright my outriders ps5 gameplay impressions which we're going to talk a little bit about here as well on the podcast but if you want my full in-depth thoughts definitely check out that video as well but i've been talking for too much arachnite what have you been playing like like we talked about in, in the pre-show a lot of dragon age mm, in i see that from the i think it was the 17th of february to today well yesterday i collectively how many hours like across one and two uh f- uh yeah that's 70 hours uh, 70 hours in two days no in two weeks two days that's not even possible that's what i was gonna say i'm like wait like is that even <laughs> no uh from february 17th to 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 about yesterday so Damn. february 17th to Mar- uh, march 5th has been 70 hours uh, roughly of dragon age a lot of dragon age like I, I kind of downloaded these games on a whim when I got EA Play, and I don't regret it. It's jumped up to one of my favorite franchises. It's a remarkable series. I'm, I am I just got done with the main campaign in Dragon Age 2. I'm going to do the DLC, and then it's on to Inquisition, which I've heard mixed things about. Like, generally good, but mixed. So I'm excited. Other than that... I did play the Outriders demo. Mm, yes. And yeah. it's a lot more in-depth than I thought a demo, like... Because normally demos, you'll be done in, like, 10, 15 minutes. But the Outriders demo, it's it's just the first chapter. Like, it gives you the a nice slice of the story and how the gameplay works fundamentally. And there are a few things that I have grievances with, like... It's optimization does seem a little clunky. Like, it does frame dip a lot. Yeah, yeah. I do want to stop you really quick before we get into your, like, uh, your like thoughts about the, about the demo itself. I do want to give kudos to People Can Fly about this demo because I think that this should be a staple as to how future, um, you know, they don't want to call Outriders a game to service, but, uh, you know, long RPG game to service X esque type of games games that are gonna have legs into the future yeah right rather than just being just a one you know drop and that's the game and that's it um this this demo will forever be available for those that want to try it it's not timed or anything you don't need a pre-order it's just on the store on whatever platform you want um your progress carries over from this demo to the full game and uh there's some side missions in there as well but like i think it's a great package to really get people to you know get a good slice at what your game is yeah and um you know they can carry over their progress and when they get the full game or if they get the full game or if not boom they had a they had a good scope of what the game is about so definitely wanted to give kudos for that but go ahead no yeah no definitely i i agree with you that this is the this is the perfect way that for people to understand whether or not they want your game the the side missions the like the first chunk of the game having a carry over to the main game if you choose to buy it 
is is pretty nice. It incentivizes you to go out and explore. Because if if he told me it's like, oh, you complete the demo and then you have to redo all of it when you buy the main game, I wouldn't explore anything. I would just go on the golden path, um, finish the demo as quickly as possible to see if I liked it or not and move on. But I've been exploring, I've been looking around, trying to see what I can find. Like and it's it's definitely it's definitely the way to go. Like like I agree with you. Like shout out to them. This should be a staple. And I realize that it's not always possible, but when possible, like I feel like this is the way that games should go to really see like people's investment. Like because there have been a few times where I'll buy a game because I'll watch the gameplay online or see some screenshots and read some reviews. Like, yeah, this looks fun. Like, this looks like something I would enjoy. I buy it, download it, play it, and it's like, this isn't what I was expecting, and this isn't very fun. And then I have to go and get a refund. <laughs> and it's like, hey, yeah, can I can I return this? Like... I, I, I buy most of my games digitally. Like, I don't... The last game I bought physically... I think was Sekiro. Damn. I... Damn. In March of 2019. I... Other than... Other than Sekiro, like... I cannot... Like, from the extent of my memory, I, I cannot remember the last time I bought a physical copy of a game. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's much nicer on Steam. It's like, hey, I played for less than two hours. It's not fun. Bada big, bada boom. Refund. Uh, at least we get a refund. Because over here on PlayStation, yo, it's like you can't start the game <laughs> if you want a refund. Like, yeah, that's egregious. It's crazy. Yeah, there's 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 hella bad simulations. But um, overall, um, definitely like, how are you feeling about the gameplay about Outriders? Because like. I I I walked away pretty pleased with the core gameplay itself. I have complaints about the game as a whole, but uh, I thought that the core gameplay got me, and I'm probably gonna get it day one, to be honest. Yeah, it the the gameplay was like the people saying that this is like if Division and some parts of Destiny had a baby. Mm hmm that this would be that and I agree with them like it, it felt very division when I was playing it the shooting yeah. felt nice uh, the powers I, were okay like I I honestly just relied on my gun which class did you use uh, I used like the uh, I forgot what it's called but it's it's the blue one where you can like, okay phase. trickster yeah trickster yeah. I did too. I did too. Yeah, and it was fun. You, you basically get a you know, get out of jail free card because your melee does like is a one hit kill. Yeah, that temporal blade, bro. Yeah. That shit's nice, bro. There's yeah. I mean, I I definitely found the I definitely found a lot of the abilities to be, to be really cool. I feel that they like worked in tandem very well with each other. I think that was like super well thought out overall. Um, and I've also been hearing that like in that comparison pot you know people have been saying gears of war which i think would probably make more sense because people can fly used to work on that game um i just never played gears of war so yeah, neither have i i i just subbed in division two which is the other you know cover-based shooter for the most part you know what i'm saying um so yeah but 
I I'm enjoying it. Um, did you uh, like those uh, weird cutscenes where you know you can't <laughs> jump over a five foot <laughs> crevice without having a fade to black cutscene and then fade to black into the gameplay? It. You know what I'm saying? It felt like it was it was a hidden loading screen and hidden. I say with the like the biggest quotation marks. Kind of like how a lot of games in the last few years, it's like, you need to, we need to hide a loading screen, make them shimmy through something. Like, they're going through, like, a tight corridor. Like, they're just going to shimmy on something. Yeah. I, I That's still smoother than the awkward jump, but I don't think they knew how to hide a loading screen. Yeah, like, I know they came out and talked a little about it. Like, long story short, it was a uh, request by playtesters that said that, like, like originally they had it where, you know, if you were in a three-person party or whatever um, and someone moved on to another area, the other characters would just be blipped into that new area with that character, right? Um, and that is because, like, the game doesn't have the... The game doesn't have dedicated servers, so we can't have like unified instances like Destiny can, for example, where like if you're in a party in Destiny, like you can be, you know, spread apart from your team and still be in the same like instance, if you will, like the same world, if that makes sense. And I guess that's not possible. And I guess that's not possible with Outriders right now because they have um, a peer-to-peer server base and all that with the party system and everything. So I, I know that was the reason why and everything. Um, but yeah, like it's it's yeah, it's not the best way to do it. And I think they acknowledge that as well. But that's just what they, you know, have to uh, have to do in this meantime without having dedicated servers. So yeah, yeah. I. I don't I don't blame I don't blame them like it is a little goofy but you do what you can it's I don't I, I understand like in a gameplay aspect it's it's oh all three people need to agree to jump the crevice <laughs> and, and then the game is like all right they're all here and they're all they all agree so let them move on to the next area yeah yeah it's a whole thing, but uh, you you've been playing anything else besides Outriders? Anything else um, on your on your gaming dock? Honestly, no. Like Dragon Age has consumed all of my free time. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Um, I can jump to mine for a little bit. So I guess the least things I have to say about it is Haven. Um, Haven, I beat. I think it was last. I think last week actually. Like pretty sure it was Saturday night. Um, it was good. It was very, very good. Um, not very, very good. It was, it was good, lowercase good. Um, I have complaints about gameplay and all that for the most part and like traversal. Um, and I feel that a lot of it. So I think like the, the biggest complaint I have is that like Haven needs to load so much. Like I feel like half of, not half, but like a substantial amount of my playtime was just waiting for the game to load itself. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I fear that that might have been because I chose the Switch to play this game on. I wonder how it looks on PS5 and most and like most probably how it how it performs on PS5 in terms of in terms of those loads and everything. But um, I think the narrative was was really really cool. I, I like the way 
the characters were written, which are K and U and everything. Like, I really love the writing in this game. Um, the premise is really cool. The story ends in, like, a very, like, interesting way. It's not, like, it's, it, it is a resolution, but I wonder if they are going to continue this story with these two characters. I'm very, I'm very interested, or if it's just, like, a one-off thing, which I could see them, them doing a one-off thing as well. Um, but overall, you know, cool little indie game. I'll give it a little tip of the hat. Um, I am working on a written review of it here pretty soon, so I'm still in the early stages, of, uh, in the early stages of doing that. But um, but yeah, Haven was cool. Haven was cool. You know, I would I would recommend it if it's on sale or something like that. Or I think I bought it for like twenty bucks, so it's definitely not expensive either. And it was like a ten hour game, so pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, continuing on the Ratchet and Clank stream series, we wrapped up the second to last game in the stream series, Ratchet and Clank Into the Nexus, which also is the uh, furthest point in the timeline, if you will, of Ratchet and Clank. So Rift Apart will be a sequel to Into the Nexus, you know what I'm saying? Um, Into the Nexus, it was another short, small game, kind of like uh, Quest for Booty. And um, as you guys probably already know, Question Booty, I did not enjoy. Probably the worst Ratchet and Clank game that I played in the stream series. Um, it just felt like, a, honestly, like it felt low key like a waste of time. It was just a very, like, just weird game that I feel just didn't really do a lot to justify itself. But into, into the Nexus, I gotta tell you, man, it's a weird Ratchet and Clank game. Like, it's a weird one. They switch up the control schemes where you can't have the classic controls as an option even. Um, uh, it, it's it's what I called on Twitter, like, the God of War Ascension of the Ratchet and Clank series. Where it's just weird, right? It's the first main... You know what? I don't know if it's the first... I don't know if it's the first Ratchet and Clank game to be in 30 frames, but I know... It's the first in the stream series that I played that is in 30 frames, and that kind of threw me off a little bit um, for the majority of it. And you can tell that the game dips in gameplay and everything, but I will give this game credit for, hey, this game understood that, yo, let's just give the people more Ratchet and Clank gameplay, right? And like, at its core, that is still fun as hell, right? So it was still a fun time gameplay wise, and I will give this game the highest regard, Arachne. I'm about to say it right now, okay? This game has the best bosses in the entire series so far. 100%. Dang. 100%. It, this game has some really fun boss fights that I had a lot of fun with. I had a lot. I had a great time with it. Now, obviously, I have a little bit of a stipulation because I technically did not play through the end of, uh, oh my god, um, shit, what was it called, the game before this, the one that I, I, I got bugged out of, oh uh, my god, future, oh, Kraken Time, yeah, Kraken Time, Kraken Time, yeah, so maybe those boss fights were lit, they were looking pretty standard on the playthrough that I watched, you know what I'm saying, but, um, Into the Nexus has very, very fun boss fights for sure, um, story, you know, it was a little story, it does have to deal with the Dimensionator, so that will be a big focal point in Rift Apart. So I'm very curious uh, to see where, you know, the Dimensionator is in this game and how it ends up in Dr. Nefarious's hands in Rift Apart. So overall, pretty good game. Honestly, I would give it a pretty good game, honestly. Like, it was a really, really, really fun experience. You know, shout out to Into the Nexus. And the last thing here, Arachnite. The last game here that I recent I just started like two days ago, Final Fantasy 15. Your boy is back on the saddle. Okay, 
you know, we still got a few months until Intergrade, right? So I wanted to really explore a little bit of the Final Fantasy franchise and 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 answer the question, am I a Final Fantasy 7 fan or am I a Final Fantasy fan? You know, the big question. So far, I'm enjoying 15. I'm 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 liking how different it feels from 7 remake. Um and like I I didn't expect it to be like as open world as it really is, you know. Like I guess technically it's hub based, I think. Um because like, you know, there are different regions, right? And those regions are open world in in like in themselves, but I I don't know if like the full map connects. Maybe it does. I don't know. I haven't gone too far into the game. Um like I have you played 15? Yes. You have? Okay, I just got back. So, I was about to take off on a ship to another part oh, of yeah. the map, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, then some shit happens in Insomnia, a.k.a. Crown City. So, me and the boys headed back there. And I haven't done anything back there yet, but that's where we're at. Um, so, I'm like a few hours in. Um, I'm enjoying it, though. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really liking it. The combat is definitely a lot different than 7 Remake, but feels kind of similar. Yeah. And I'm getting the hold of it more. You it's know? like, uh, I think I talked about it. It, it feels like a beta of 7. It, you, you know, I think you told me that. I really understand. What you, I really understand that. I really do now. It's like, oh, okay, I see what they mean. Yeah, yeah. I think you did coin that phrase, I think. Yeah. To me. And I definitely see what you're talking about there. Definitely. Um, but I am liking my crew. You know, like I'm liking the, you know. The boys. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gladios, I think. Uh, Ing- Ingus, is it? Ingus and then Pronto. And yeah. then I'm Noctis. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, so far, I'm liking them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are a few things about 15 that I didn't enjoy. Okay. Fishing. Dude. Fishing is one of the things that I guess Noctis specializes in. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going. Do I have to go fishing? You think? Because I'm not trying to go fishing. You for a few side missions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm trying to kind of steer clear from that. Um, I do find uh the like the skill tree I guess in the game how they're broken up into multiple different disciplines, um to be kind of. I guess kind of a lot, you know? Oh, it's I think, a, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's like borderline overwhelming, but I think the more I spend time with it, it's not really that overwhelming. I just have to just really just, you know, sit down and, like, understand this concept. Um, but, like, it's not it's not too bad. It just seems like a, a lot, you know? And um, um, I do – I have a question, but I don't know if I should ask it. Fuck it. If you don't want to answer it, just tell me you don't want to answer it just the sake of just keeping me blind. Um, can you only craft lightning, uh, fire, and ice in the game? Like, are those the only three elements? I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I avoid crafting all the time. If it's like, oh, you can craft shit, yeah, I don't care. Well, I mean to, like, use, like, the spells and all that, you know? In... Uh- I I am a simple boy, and all I did was oh. swing. 
Oh shit! Really? Yeah. No, okay. I, I I really don't enjoy stuff like that. I feel like it makes I hear you. It, it makes things pretty convoluted. Interesting. Interesting. So it's like, if if I can throw hands with just a sword, I'm just gonna throw hands with a sword. Yeah, I hear you. Like, I hear you. I hear I'll you. like cloud before me. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> Fuck around, fine. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll get into that. But um, I think it's like I think I do got understand that. Like, hey, listen, Kev. Like, the material system is an FF seven thing. Okay. Yeah. Like, like that's not like a global thing. But like, you know, they do have they do have they do have like different tiers of like fire and blizzard and everything. So I'm assuming it'll be like blizzard. Blizzara, Blizzarga, or like however those ranked up in FF7. I'm assuming those are the same and everything, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Um, what else? Is there anything else I gotta say? Um, I love the time period this is in. It's kind of like modern because they have cell phones and all that and guns, but it's still kind of like well, I guess I guess like FF7 had guns too, you know. But like, oh, I mean, not really. Like only Barrett, kind of. And the guards, you know? yeah. Yeah, the well, guards. Everybody, yeah, okay. everybody but you. Yeah, yeah, okay, right, right. Like, and like, I don't even think Noctis can use guns, but Pronto has guns. You yeah. know, so it's it's cool to be able to, to like use those like tag team abilities, which I'm shocked that weren't in FF7 actually. Uh, like these like tag team um moves that I can do are really fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that I think they didn't want to go too far from what seven was. That's Makes why sense. that's why in the easy difficulty you could have like oh they do combat on their own, but you just choose the spells. Yeah. Is that in easy or is that in classic mode? Uh in base FF seven it was easy only. Because there was easy, normal, and once you beat the game then hard. Uh huh. And you could only do that on easy, but in integrate, I think they're changing it. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, 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 I'm definitely on this journey. Um, I'm picking up my photos. I'm hoping that there's a big payoff to the photos I'm choosing as my journey continues. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But overall, liking Final Fantasy 15. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm excited. Also, there's some things that. I, I think the last thing I'll say, um, I think Christian described like Final Fantasy to me as like, hey, it's like Call of Duty, right? Where like there are core things that are in the franchise across all the games, but they're not, ne but they're not necessarily connected. Besides like Ten and Ten Two, you know what I'm saying? Black Ops and Black Ops Two, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's interstitial sequels, right? But um, there are other things that like overlap and overcross the entire Final Fantasy. Um, chocobos, you know, I've been seeing those chocobo stops, but they call them birds in this game. I hope they call them chocobos eventually, but that's cool. Um, like the items, like, you know, uh, potions and stuff like that. Like those are called the same things. Um, I know like potions is not really like a proper noun, but you know, like there's, there's a lot of like similarities. There's a tune that I think is... I think is uh I didn't realize it was like the main Final Fantasy theme. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Not um, particularly. I don't know how to describe it. 
I don't describe it, but there's like there's there's points where FF15 I think does its main theme and it has a similar melody to Final Fantasy VII's main theme. So now I'm like, okay, is that just the main Final Fantasy melody, but they like remix it from game to game? I'm very, I'm very interested. But overall, FF15, I've been enjoying it. We got a lot of things to cover in this episode. So in this episode, so let's just move on. But you'll be hearing my thoughts, of course, by week to week. You know what I'm saying? Um, of course, we got to return to our. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's our favorite segment but uh it's a segment you know the arachnite ps5 watch arachnite what's what's uh what's the update for this I, week <laughs> i think you're better suited to talk about this dude last week you gave me the go-ahead to like hey listen if you can secure one secure it is that correct yeah so your boy was like all right cool you know um i was running some errands early morning Wario 64 bang my line personally texted me, you know, because we're like that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just a tweet alert. You know, he just DM me on the side. Like, hey, listen, look, bro. Uh, PS5s. I'm just kidding. He did not directly DM me. Uh, <laughs> he posted a tweet that was like, hey, Walmart's going to have them in 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. Sounds good. You know, I opened up my tabs, right? I'm doing the method, right? And holy fucking shit, Arachnite. It's literally that fucking hard. How? Yeah. How? Yeah, welcome it's, to my world. It is like, oh my fucking god. It's like impossible. It's impossible. Welcome to my world. Dude, this man, like, I'm not going to give up, but like, yo, it is it's difficult. It is like unbelievable how hard it is to get a ps5 these days man so that's the ps5 watch y'all i'm out here trying to <laughs> you know what i'm saying this, this shit crazy man crazy bro but uh first story here going into it some uncharted movie news here um tom holland had an interesting uh gq interview where uh he had some quotes that i i'm just gonna read here so uh this is of course push square link below in the descriptions of all these stories tom holland has described his performance as nathan drake in the uncharted movie as a quote mistake and quote something that i will probably never do again so uh to be clear he's talking he's not talking about the role itself just his performance in it so um he said that he he had a lot to do with like bulking up and he had to quote unquote like look cool in it um which he feels like was like different than what he did with spider-man obviously you know and um uh he says here you know quote as soon as you start worrying about do i look good in this shot um acting becomes something other than playing a acting becomes something other than playing a character i think there are elements of my performance in uncharted where i kind of fell under the spell of being uh you know quote i want to look good now i want this to be my cool moment i had to play this very tough very stoic guy basically be mark Wahlberg. my character is supposed to be a fucking action hero in this in this moment it was an important lesson learned because at times it was less about a landmark and go through this scene and more about land a mark, stand like this, and see my bulging biceps. It was a mistake and it's something that I will probably never do again. This was, I'm shocked that they let him say all this. 
how do you feel about this rally? <laughs> like, um, I, like, I, um, what? It from the headline, <laughs> a lot of people, myself included, were concerned that it meant like, oh god, what are they making Nate out to be? And to an extent, it was correct, but it wasn't nearly as bad as everybody was making it out to be. Like people that didn't read the article and just the headline. Mm-hmm. It it definitely does not sound great. Like, and uh, this isn't me being toxic. I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> I'm not trying to be toxic. <laughs> but like, he doesn't look buff in the in the pictures we've seen as him as Nathan Drake. Like he's still oh, like man. he's still like in great shape like that's not up for debate like he's still in good shape like we've seen in spider-man but he still looks skinny it's like yeah. what do you mean bulging yeah. biceps like you're fucking the rock he he i mean um how i phrase is like tom holland's you know i feel like has a very like cut physique like yeah. he has very like detailed muscles right but you're right like his overall like size is not crazy big you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I that I when I when I go to see the Uncharted movie, because I will. I will I, too. I don't. I, I just don't want to see Nathan striking a pose every 20 minutes. And it's like, oh look, I'm a muscular, hunky adventurer. It's like, what? what Nate runs like a fucking idiot in the game. Like he he looks like he's tired all the time when he runs. Yeah, like and I think the biggest like red flag for me honestly, low key was like um him saying I had to play this tough, very stoic guy, basically be Mark Wahlberg. And like That's not Nate. I don't I wouldn't call that Nate. <laughs> like, like, like like I like Mark Wahlberg, right? But like I don't think Nate I don't think Nathan Drake equals Mark Wahlberg. No, absolutely not. Like, the only time <laughs> we've seen Nate be kind of stoic, have, like, a stoic personality to him, was when he was, like, what, like, 16 in Columbia and had nothing? Yeah. Yeah. And even then he was goofy and fun. Like, Nate isn't... When I think of Nathan Drake, I don't think like a hard ass or like somebody who takes himself ser- like too seriously I think of somebody like light hearted happy go lucky and fun like sure there's nuance to the character and depth of course but on the surface the tip of the iceberg is that Nate is a happy guy like he's he's reckless and he's fun like he's not the brooding type yeah yeah and like I don't yeah. know. I Go just ahead. feel like they missed the point of the character. Like, if that's the route that they went with Nate, they missed the point. Yeah, I'm a little scared. I, this mainly had me scared a little bit about how they view Nathan Drake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, and it's kind of shocking because PlayStation, PlayStation Productions is a part of this, right? Like, Sony's involved in, like, it's, it's a Sony movie. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, as far as I'm aware, Naughty Dog is not too involved in this, as opposed to Neil Druckmann being like literally a part of the Last of Us series. That's a difference that's there as well. Um, 
I know they have consulting. Like, I know Nolan North was on set as well. So, I mean, like, if you have Nolan North, he knows Nathan Drake better than anyone, I feel like. Aside from, you know, Amy Hennig and other writers at Naughty Dog, right? You know, who actually portrayed Nathan Drake. Um, and I feel like Nolan North would not say that, like, oh, yeah, the best one-to-one is fucking Mark Wahlberg. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he would say that. You know, I think like there's elements of Mark Wahlberg that I see in Nathan Drake in terms of like, you know, bringing humor to an instance, right, that may be construed as serious, but bring a little bit of levity to a tense situation. Like, I can see that parallel to Mark Wahlberg, I guess, but um, I just see like Mark Wahlberg as like the dumb lucky hero in movies, right? And like, I don't think Nathan Drake is dumb. No, like, you know, Nate, from what I remember in the, in the wiki, like, what does Nate call his luck? Like, the devil's luck or whatever? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah, no, no, he's lucky. Like, Nate's a lucky guy. Like, he should be dead a thousand times over, but he's not. And that's that's equal parts skill and luck. Nate is a talented adventurer. And I I hope they don't portray him as just like kind of like a bumbling idiot that stumbles into treasure. It's yeah. Like, oh, like Sully and Elena if she's in the movie. Like they're the ones that push Nate into finding the treasure. Like it's like, oh, we found the treasure with like little help from Nate. And he's the big action hero. That's not Nate. Like, when no one can figure out a secret or a riddle or whatever in the games, they ask Nathan Drake. Like, Nate is the go-to guy to figure out the secrets of the past. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. And... Obviously, that shows Nathan Drake's intellect. Like, he's a very intelligent person from, like, historical standpoints and everything as well. Um, I think the last thing I'll say about this, too, is that, like, this movie started out with Mark Wahlberg himself being Nathan Drake, right? So to hear that Tom Holland is now Nathan Drake, and he basically said here, quote, I had to play this very tough, very stoic guy, basically be Mark Wahlberg. If he was, like, if that's the direction that he was told to go in, don't you think that's kind of weird? <laughs> like, like, they, they, if, like, Mark Wahlberg is still Wal- attached to yeah. the movie. They want like, Mark Wahlberg, but they can't have him. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. I don't know, man. We'll see. Like, obviously, we're both going to watch it. I'm just going to go in with, honestly, the lowest of expectations. But, guys, call me out on this. Call me out. Because I know once I see a trailer, I'm going to cry and I'm going to get a little bit excited. Okay? Like, I know I am. You know? Once I I hear that that Uncharted theme, it's a wrap for me, dog. Like, it's a wrap. I don't know. It's just... It's... I don't know. Like... From from uh, the roles that Tom Holland has done, like, from the ones I've seen... And I haven't seen all of his roles, so... With my limited exposure... Like I don't I don't like the direction he goes in with the characters that I love. <laughs> like like Spider-Man and Nathan Drake is like do you even get the point? Like is it is this a screenwriter issue or is it a you issue? Oh, 
Oh shit! Yeah, Be- you know. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, all I was gonna say is just like you miss the like from from what I've seen in Spider Man and what you've talked about in Uncharted. Like, do you need a refresher? Like, is this you? Because it, it when what when something goes wrong, right? In in any in any aspect of life. And you're involved in all of them. There's got to be a common denominator here. <laughs> mm. So all I'm gonna say is, if, the, if Tom Holland finds his way playing a third character that I love, and he misses the mark on the characterization, there's a common denominator, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Mm. 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 Damn. <sighs> Look. Guys, I fucking love Uncharted. Okay, so like I'm, I'm trying not to have my heart broken by having extremely low, extremely low expectations. It'll still, you hurt. know, it. If this movie sucks ass, it's still gonna fucking hurt because I fucking love Uncharted, <laughs> right? Like, like listen, guys, I'm super excited about the about the Last of Us series. That's great. Uncharted is so important to my development i feel like as a person and like i'm being dead ass like i fucking love uncharted so if this movie sucks man okay fuck bro yeah i'm gonna feel a type of way if the last of a series somehow sucks it's like okay fuck it like whatever we still have those incredible games but if uncharted is trash bro i'm gonna feel a type of way but we'll see man we'll see how it all goes and of course we're gonna keep following this development as it goes on Next up here, a little update here to the PS Store. Um, uh, not many people were that blown, were that crazy about it, but um, I found it kind of interesting for one thing. So let's just read what it initially says here. Of course, the PlayStation Store um, announced over on the PlayStation blog that it will be it will be discontinuing movie and TV rentals and purchases on the PlayStation Store from August thirty first, twenty twenty one. So. We have up until that point to be able to, um, you know, uh, rent movies and everything, stuff like that, and they will not be a part of the PlayStation Store. I find this really interesting because the PS5 went ahead and made a dedicated, separate, like, you know, window of the main menu to facilitate TV and movie and, like, video stuff. And, like, while that won't be completely obsolete because we still have streaming services on the PlayStation consoles, right? Like there's Netflix, Disney Plus, etc., HBO Max, whatever, all that good stuff. Um, so that will still live there, I guess, in that, and still take up, you know, a lot of the reasoning for that side. But I do think it's weird because I figured that like they were gonna go into it more and maybe like allow, you know, PlayStation Plus users access to, um, you know, the Uncharted movie first or the Last of Us series first. You know what I'm saying? Like probably not, probably not the Last of Us because that's tied to HBO, right? And now it'll just be on HBO Max, so that's already taken care of there, you know? But I do think it's interesting how it seems like they were going to double down on that and do some cool stuff with them even opening up the prospect of um, what's it called? The studio. Shit. PlayStation Productions? Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Productions. Yeah, like, them, like, opening that up and everything, I figured that, you know, you couple that with them having their own dedicated, like, PS5 menu to it i thought they were gonna do some crazy stuff but i guess not i guess not what do you think what are your thoughts i i 
from from what it sounds like, with you know my very limited knowledge on the inner machinations of you know companies like that, I I have never met anybody that told me he's like, yeah, I buy and rent my movies directly from PlayStation, or like on my console. That's just not how it works anymore. Like I don't think it's ever worked like that, and it's probably not worth it in the long term to have those those rights to uh, to allow to purchase and rent your movies on PlayStation. Like unless it's a Sony movie, those will probably stay because it's you know Sony to Sony. But for outside outside companies having the rights to distribute those movies probably just isn't worth it anymore so keep yeah. the streaming services there because people already use them and just cut your losses is is my first guess could be totally wrong I don't know like I said I don't have knowledge on this particular topic so I, I'm not going to even notice it's gone. Like, I never... If I need to watch something, I'll use my computer or my phone. I'm not going to go yeah. to my PlayStation console to... It's like, I want to rent... I don't know, Infinity War or Endgame. I want to wa- watch those movies. I'm not going to boot up my console to watch that. I'm going to go to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, for those that have made movie and TV rentals and purchases and all that, uh, you will be able to still access content that you've already purchased. So, like, it's not like they're going to go away and just, you know, poof or whatever. So, they'll still be accessible through your account. They're just not going to facilitate any more uh, purchases and rentals beyond August 31st. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a weird move. I mean, like, to be honest, it really, it really doesn't affect me because, like you said, um, I don't buy tv and stuff on my playstation like legit for me bro my playstation is a games console that's that's the only thing it is you know um i don't use it as a media thing you know i have apple tv for that so um but yeah i don't know just that was pretty cool i mean not not cool like interesting as a you know them them shutting it down and i feel like you know the the mm, the majority of PlayStation console users probably don't use their TV and video apps on their console. Maybe like the average person probably, but probably not like the most hardcore person, right? Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but RIP to that. RIP to that. Next up here, Kojima Productions is back in the news with a little bit of a rumor going on here. Um, there's been some chatter that there will be some updates to Death Stranding. Once again, link below in the description to this article on Pushquare. Uh, but there, there has been some speculation from once now that there will be an extended edition coming to PS4 and PS5 uh, for Death Stranding. Um, so there's rumored to be some sort of port that's going to add extra content. Um, and apparently it's already finished from what uh, rumors have been saying. They're just, you know, waiting to actually put it out. So I'm interested in this. Um, I don't know if you played Death Stranding. I forgot. Do you have any history with Death Stranding? Uh, I, I just remember at work, like, you brought up Death Stranding. And fucking all the joy in my face left. That game was boring as well. <laughs> And oh, you you pointed it out. It's like, hey, you played Death Stranding, and like my face like 
washed. It's like, yeah, I tried it. <laughs> oh man, it's oh man, it, it's a it's a love it or hate it game, and you and I are on opposite sides of the camp. Is all I'm gonna say. Look, I yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm in the popular opinion on this. I don't. Uh, I'm really not sure if I am. I don't know the gauge, but um, I liked, I liked. Uh, I like the strength. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so I would be excited to go back into it. I think the big one, obviously, would be those adaptive trigger supports to be able to, like, feel the resistance and all that good stuff as you're hiking uh, in the game. I think that'd be really cool. Um, I'm not sure if I would play it, like, as soon as it drops, you know? But interesting, though. Interesting just, just to note that and everything. So we'll see if it actually, you know, comes out and everything. But it will also reportedly include, you know, all new story content that wasn't in the original game and everything and stuff like that which is pretty surprising because death training in itself was a pretty packed game with content took me i think like around 50 hours to beat um so we'll see man we'll see but just you know for those that were a fan of death training expect uh potentially a port to ps5 and all that good stuff naughty dog we got to talk about Naughty Dog right now, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about when we'll see Factions 2. You know, a lot of people have been um, not harassing, right? But just reminding Neil Druckmann on Twitter that, hey, yo, where is Factions, you know? And he had this to say on Twitter about the thirst, if you will, of Factions 2. He says, quote, we have several cool things we can't wait to share with you. As soon as we can, we will. The big thing here is cool things. So plural. Okay. So I want to ask you, Ragnite, right? With all your infinite knowledge and everything, what do you think is cooking at Night Dog? What are your thoughts? Uh Factions too, baby. I I know Starks in the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. It was like Shout Factions 2 is cancelled. It's like, bro. And he's like, yeah, I'm willing to bet on it. It's like, yeah, how much you willing to bet? Because my, I, I, I could use I could use some money. Mm. Like, that's an easy mm. bet win for me. There's no way Faction 2 is canceled because it got, like, parts of it got leaked. Like, like, last year, if I recall correctly. No, there's been multiple leaks and there's been multiple footage. Obviously, you haven't seen it on the channel because I'm not trying to get my channel taken down, but they're out there. Yeah, they're sure. out there. Been, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been giving Google Drive links. You know what I'm saying? Shout yeah. out to that. <laughs> but Factions 2 is probably cooking in there. But other than that, like they've been very cryptic on like what kinds of projects they're working on. In Uncharted, like, another Uncharted game, whether that's another Lost Legacy or mainline continuity game, like, I don't know. I would like to see it, but considering Part 2 came out last year, we're gonna need to wait a minute. Because we waited from, how, the uh, shortest amount, yeah, Uncharted 4 was 2016 to Lost Legacy, which was about a year later, yeah. and... Well, and then part two was three years later from that. 2019, yeah. So, the shortest gap of time that I recall is 2011 to 2013, which was Uncharted 3 to Last of Us Part 1. 
So I'd say we're at least a few years out from the next Naughty Dog game. Like, if I had to put a guess on it, best case scenario, we're going to see something in maybe 20, like, at least a trailer or something in the next year or two. Yeah, yeah. Game I think we'll hands, step- three years. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll see, like, a full-fledged new game, right? In a, You're right, in, in a few years, right? However, what I think is possible this year, right, factions, too. That's been cooking for a while. I think it's cool to drop that. Um, I'm not expecting it to be like you know some crazy big package, right? It's 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 going to be a standalone mode um, that I'm sure will have uh, you know the heavily rumored like battle royale and all that, you know. But um, overall, like in scope, it's not as big as like part two, right? Yeah. So I think that's okay for this year. Um, uh, of course, a part two PS5 update. I think that's one of the other things that they are talking about, for sure. Um, the article does reference like having the PS4 version of The Last of Us being upgraded again to PS5. Um, I don't know if I necessarily even want that. If I'm being completely honest, like, I guess, but like, if it takes like you know little development time and it won't hold up like anything else they are working on, sure, why not? Like the um, the remasters already got a little boost on PS5, like to loading times and all that. Um, so for me, like I say, that's good enough as is, you know. But I wouldn't want them to go in and like do a lot of work to Last of Us on PS5, you know, because like it looks. I mean, the 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 remaster is fine, you know. Yeah. I don't know. So I feel that would be like a little bit unnecessary. Like, sure, why not? Maybe they could use it to promote the HBO show. You know, and have a little bit of cross contamination there as well, perhaps. But I guess not contamination, pollination. I was I was trying to say. Um, I think like a new full on game, um, whether it be Last of Us Three or a new IP, is like like you said, a few years out. But interesting though. Interesting. My bet, my pretty safe bet, is PS Five patch Last of Us Part Two and Factions Two this year. Yeah, that's 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 the safe bet I got. Yeah, that's the, the like I feel like those two are as close to guaranteed as you can get without an official confirmation. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the the team at Naughty Dog worked hard the last few years getting the Last of Us out the door, and they're definitely working on factions and like a PS Five patch. So they they're like more than free to take a breather. They've definitely earned it. Like with all the accolades, so it's like, hey, good job, good job, guys. Yeah. You're looking yeah, for a social media manager. I'm here. Bro, I just man, I just need that faction, man. But um, fuck, I need that faction so bad. I do think that with the part two PS5 version, we do get some like DLC. Uh, my my longtime guess would actually want to see Tommy's journey into Seattle and all that. You know, from his perspective, I think it could be cool. That's just my side idea. I don't know. We'll see though. I want to see Tommy rip and tear through Seattle. I think that'd be fun. I think I think I think it'd be fucking great. I think I think that would be amazing. You know, and to like get his perspective of like going going through this rage journey, right? But like it's it's a little bit different because of course it's his older brother. Yeah. Right. You know, Ellie of course has a close relationship to Joel, obviously. 
but it's a little bit different when it's like a blood tie, you know. That's yeah. that's that, that'd be an interesting perspective. Oh. Yeah, yeah it, it's it, it like from from what I like I felt it's if you're you lost your dad compared to if you lost your sibling that you grew up with like essentially your entire life other than that like little gap that they talk about in part one yeah yeah they they i forgot it was like a decade probably not that long but like it was a few years where they didn't see each other for for a few years yeah it was a few years where they didn't see each other but other than a few years well they were old enough to start graying like joel was graying that's still a small cut of your life it's this person that you lived with and grew up with and survived with for most of your life died in front of you. Like, you knew he was going to die when they dragged you out of the room. I I don't know. Like, thinking about it from Tommy's perspective, there, there are no... There are, like, there are no ends. Like, there's no depth that I wouldn't go to to avenge that. Like so, oh, yeah. so yeah, no, like a Tommy DLC is something that I would vibe with. I want to rip and tear through Seattle again. Mm, yeah, I just think it'd be great. I think it'd be cool. Also, to be the one shooting at Abby, you know, yeah. in that whole like, I think that'd be such a cool, such such a cool way to see how that all unfolds, man. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. I would, I would really, really want to see that. But um, yeah, we'll see what comes out of Naughty Dog on the PS5. Uh, soon or then later. This last one here, this one dropped late last night, so I'm very excited that this dropped before we started recording. This is like one of the best things I've heard all year. All right, the ghosts of Tsushima creators were given one of one of I think one of like the biggest blessings that they could have ever gotten as a studio. Right, like they've gotten tons of awards for Ghosts of Tsushima. You know, it's a great game, obviously. We both loved it. We did the whole Road to Ghost of Tsushima podcast. It was a fantastic time and everything. But I think that, you know, in spite of all the awards that, that they were given for this game, I gotta imagine that this one means, I think, a whole nother level of, like, appreciation towards, right? So what I'm talking about here is, I'm gonna just read a little bit here from the article. The real-life island of Tsushima will be honoring the work of Sucker Punch Productions by making both the game director and creative director of Ghost of Tsushima permanent tourism ambassadors. Shu Shu Kev, don't start it now. Tsushima Mayor uh, Hiroki Amatrias Hitakatsu. We're gonna roll with that. Said this is being done because the pair have quote spread the name and history of Shishima to the whole world in such a wonderful way, making them the first ambassadors to be awarded for sharing the name and history of the island through their works. Sony will now collaborate with with Shishima Island to set up a new tourism campaign designed to teach fans about the place and its historic landmarks. In a statement that uh, Hitakatsu said, quote, Even a lot of Japanese people don't know about the history of the Genko period. When it comes to the world, the name and location of Shishima is literally unknown, so I cannot thank them enough for telling our story with such phenomenal graphics and profound stories. Nate Fox, the game director, and Jason Connell, creative director, will receive an award and letter of appreciation to mark their efforts. This is the coolest fucking thing I've heard in a while, bro. Like, dog, can you imagine working on this game and eventually, like, being helmed, like, 
a tourism ambassador of the literal island in the modern day. Yeah, that... Fuck yeah, man. That is... I don't think they imagined that happening. Fuck, man. I... And I'm gonna be real here. As somebody who sucks at geography, like, it is my worst subject hands down. If you ask me, like, gun to my head, where is Louisiana, I'm dead. Uh, dude, I don't know either. <laughs> swear like, to God, I don't know. I swear to God. It's like, point on a map. Where is Louisiana? It's like, you might as well pull the trigger, gamer. Like, it's it's a wrap. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't know Tsushima was a thing until Ghost of Tsushima came out. Like, it's like, what, like, what is this? What is this island? And then I, we did the reading for the podcast and we talked about everything. It's like, wow, that's actually pretty interesting. And I imagine that I am not alone here. So I understand their decision fundamentally, along with the fact that it was Ghost fans that helped rebuild the Tory gates. That too, yeah. We did talk about that a few podcasts ago. Yeah, we did. It yeah. was it was it was on the dock. Yeah, yeah. We so, did. So I I completely understand the decision to say, like, hey, these people kind of put our name on the map for western audiences along with the fact that those said western audiences have have helped us fundamentally like helped us in a time of need and it's like we have thank we like they're thankful to the developers so i understand their decision and it's deserved like ghost was a remarkable game in and recreating and honoring the traditions that I believe are held in modern day Tsushima. So, you know, kudos to the team. Like that that's super impressive. If there's anything that's been that has happened similar to this before, I don't recall it. I've never heard of something like this happening. Yeah, yeah, man. Like ultimately, bro, like I I, like if if I was a part of the team, bro, I think I would shed a few tears, bro. Like like that is such an honor, you know what I'm saying? Like that's so fucking cool. Um, so kudos to Sucker Punch, man. Of course, me and you are definitely diehard Sucker Punch fans for sure. So um, shout out to them. Fucking great, 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 great feel good story, you know what I'm saying? And then definitely, dude, I want to go to Shishima someday. Like for real, for real, for real. I do. Yeah, I really do. Like, I I want to do the um the 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 Sony curated was it like so was it um the Sony uh, um campaign to go on different places and landmarks. Like, I hope they hit certain. Of course, they gotta hit certain parts in the game, but I just want to see that like in real life. Like, I bet that's so fucking cool, man. Shout yeah. out to Shishima, man. Yeah, shout, shout out to Shishima. Like, shout out. I. I would spend, like, if I went to an island like that, you would catch me taking pictures, like, every 10 minutes. It, it'll be, like, it'll be, like, real-life photo mode, for real. Like, I'd be out here. Real-life photo <laughs> mode, also known as photography. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Arachne, what if, like, there was, like, real-life photo mode you know what i'm saying like yeah they made this photo mode thing real that's, that's crazy. crazy that's crazy how they do that, that yo that's crazy how they do that that's wild 
Oh man, shot the ghost, shot the ghost, man, shot the ghost. Uh, one quick thing I want to run through here because I don't want to go through each and every single link because, like, you know, just some PSVR games. Uh, of course, following their PSVR 2 announcement, they did um, do a, a little PSVR spotlight on the blog this week where they announced a bunch of different games for PSVR. Some have dates, some have no dates, but I want to go over just from the top to bottom these six games that you'll be able to get for PSVR uh, this year and I think some uh, next year maybe because they don't have dates but let's start of course at the top action excuse me action adventure game Fract is launching this summer in 2021 Doom 3 VR edition will be coming out for PSVR coming up here pretty soon March 29th so that one's coming up imminently if you want to check that out survival game Song in the Smoke is also coming out uh, in 2021 uh, JRPG-inspired MMO Zenith is coming to PSVR as well. There was no release date, but, but there is a ton of info and screenshots uh, that they put up on the blog, so the link below will be for that in the description. Fast-paced co-op shooter that is a FPS called After the Fall is coming to PSVR. Uh, this is from the creators of Arizona Sunshine, which I know a lot of people like that game on PSVR. Um, there was no release date given. And lastly here, I love this title, by the way. I expect you to die to colon the spy and the liar returns as a sequel to PSVR in 2021 and I think this is a puzzle game or some sort of you know very puzzle heavy type of game whatever you want to call it but um uh, that was on there as well so just want to quick give a little shout out to those PSVR games give them a little shine you know what I'm saying um, I will compliment this list because it's very diverse, bro. Like, we have a JRPG MMO in here. We have FPS. We have a survival game, action-adventure game, like, a puzzle game, seemingly. Like, there seems to be a lot of different a lot of different diverse games that they're bringing to PSVR, which I think is good. So, pretty cool right there. Yeah. You going to play that Doom VR? Uh, I would. Like, they're... Playing Doom and uh, Doom Three for those unfamiliar is more horror centric than 2016 and Eternal. Mm, okay. Like one and two, like are you know st staples of the gaming you know gaming history, and 2016 and Eternal are remarkable f first like action first person shooters, but three was different. Three was very different compared to the uh, to its siblings, because, like I mentioned, it was it was horror centric. It was the first like modern esque three D Doom game where it wasn't you know pixelated. It was like it had three D models and all that, like models that we're more accustomed to these days, mm. and like. It it's it was fun. I enjoyed it. I I I feel like I would definitely play it in VR if I had the chance, because it sounds fun to just like in in your hands like, it's like fuck up an imp or something. <laughs> and if I would, I would just throw hands the entire game. Like that's in VR. That's my favorite thing to do. And I don't know what that says about me as a person. But if I can in VR, what I love to do is like, oh, you have a gun. But you can also do damage if you hit someone with a gun. Like, if you use it like a bat, and I'll always do that. 
I'll just run up and throw hands the entire time. I think that's way more fun. And if that's something I could do, I would definitely check out Doom 3. Like, just yeah. with, like, a flashlight or something, just beat the shit out of, like, a Hell Knight. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I just wanted to make sure we shot at Doom in every single episode, at least. You know what I'm saying? So that was my opportunity. you love to see it. You truly You'll love to see it. Yeah, and if you got and if you got PSVR, they'll be check these out. You know, for sure. Why not? Give them a shot, for sure. I don't have one, but maybe, 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 maybe I'll get PSVR too. We'll see. We'll see. But going on, of course, to the question of the week. This has been kind of stewing on me ever since we got the PS Plus games for March. Um, the simple question is: Is PlayStation Plus becoming a competitor? to Xbox Game Pass. I want to make it very, very clear here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to say that PlayStation Plus is better than Game Pass, okay? And it's honestly kind of hard to even compare these two services. Um, of course, I think the more one-to-one will be PlayStation Now, but I feel like PlayStation Plus has been doing a lot of really interesting things these past few months that I think it warrants a question as to, is it rising to be as valuable as Game Pass? Uh, from a bit of a different standpoint than what you would assume Game Pass would be, right? So, I kind of want to lay out the PlayStation Plus games that we've gotten so far, uh, as well as the PlayStation, as well as the PlayStation Plus collection. Kind of just have a general conversation about PlayStation Plus right now, okay? That cool, Rack Knight? Yeah. Cool? Alright. Let's start, on, let's, let's start at the beginning of PS5, okay? In November of 2020, we got Middle Earth Shadow of War, Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition, and then when the PS5 launched, those became available to the PS5 console, as well as Bug Snacks, which, which was a day and date release, as well as Worms Rumble, which um, I don't think was a day and date release. Just Cause 4 uh, was in December, along with Rocket Arena, which came out uh, the summer of 2020 as well. We got Maneater, which came out last year as well um, on PS Plus, followed by Shadow of the Tomb Raider, a big high-budget Square Enix game as well. Greedfall, don't know a ton about, but that was on there as well. Control Ultimate Edition, which comes with all of the DLC PS5 version as well. Very, very cool offering there. Concrete Genie came on the scene as well. Dis Destruction All-Stars, which, which was another day-and-date release as well on PS Plus. Maquette, which just came out this month, along with Final Fantasy VII Remake, again, FF7R, one of the best games last year, a a goatee contender, you know, already on PS Plus for free, Remnant from the Ashes, a lot of people like that, so I've heard, Farpoint, a PSVR game, and then upcoming as well, Oddworld Soulstorm, which is another day and date launch for PlayStation Plus, dropping on the scene. And then, um, of course, here, as you know very well, I'm sure, going to run through these really quickly. The, the PS Plus collection, which these are still available as of right now on PS5, um, they go as follows. Bloodborne, Days Gone, The Detroit Become Human, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Rising and Clank, The Last Guardian, Last was Remastered, Until Dawn, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Black Ops 3, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Fallout 4, FF7, sorry, FF15 Royal, Edition, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Every game I just listed, if you got a PS4, sorry, PS5 Day 1, you have gotten all those games for free up until this point. Besides Oddworld, which hasn't dropped yet, but still. Like, that's, that's a lot, man. 
to a lot of games, you know, and like, yeah, and like, I mean, I just want to like, kind of like have a conversation, kind of have a conversation of like, you know, there's a lot of like big heavy hitters here that are on the list that we just, you know, that listed off that like, I think it's interesting to see what what they're doing with PS Plus. Like, I want to ask you, like, how do you feel it compares to Game Pass, you know, overall? Because like, I, I don't have Game Pass. I think you have Game Pass. I do. Well, I did. Okay. Or did. Right. When did you stop having Game Pass? Um, like, not too long ago. It's just because it's really fucking expensive. $50 a month? Times 12? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Can see you got that. Game Pass money? Like... <laughs> is do they allow you to buy like a year subscription yeah like but still it's it's really really expensive and i wasn't using it all that often so i was like mm. why why am i paying for this mm. if i i don't think playstation plus is as good as game pass because it's like you said it's hard to compare the two because PlayStation Plus has about like three games every month for free, completely free, with yeah. a base sixty dollar subscription per year if you choose to do that. Well, Game Pass is fifteen dollars per month. I don't know how much the yearly pass is, but you get every game on Game Pass at your at your disposal as soon as it's as soon as you have the subscription confirmed, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't think it's fair to to compare PlayStation PlayStation Plus with Game Pass because they they set out to do fundamentally different things. I think a closer argument would be PlayStation Now. And I do feel like that has a little more merit in comparison to Game Pass. I don't like the streaming aspect of games. I think that it should be just a hard download. And I think is. that's the big. Sorry, um, uh, let me make a job. Go ahead. Sorry. Go oh ahead. no, no, no. You go. You go. I was just gonna say, like, I think that's the main reason why, like, I don't think that it's really effective to compare PS Now to Game Pass. Like, there are more games on PS Now than Game Pass, but if I'm gonna keep it hundred with you, a lot of the games on PS Now are like really obscure PS3 games that like ain't nobody really looking to play, right? Um, uh, you know, and and of course the the biggest detriment I feel like is you know not being able to download. Um, all of the games on PS Now. You can download the PS4 games for sure, and we just got like Second Son on there this month, and um, uh, Ace Combat as well, which are pretty heavy hitting games overall, like generally speaking. Um, but all the games that I mentioned on PS Plus, those are all games that, that you can download natively on the PS5. You know, that were all given for free. Well, not for free, like quote unquote, it's with the PS Plus subscription, right? Uh, at no additional charge. Yes, at no additional charge. Yes, yes, yeah. So I just think it's just an interesting turn that we've seen here with PS Plus that I wonder what it'll look like a few months away. You know, like, are they going to switch up the PS Plus uh, collection? That's the word. Collection. Like, are they going to, you know, cycle out some games? Like, would you want to see them do that? Like, I'm just curious, you know, 
just I think it's interesting like to see PS Plus and what they've been doing with it so far, you know. And we had um uh uh Jim Ryan say that yeah, they are interested in bringing more, you know, day and date launch games on the PS Plus as a way to like, you know, publish brand new games onto a wide audience, you know. Um just what do you think, man? I think it's at least interesting for sure. No, I definitely agree. Like, it's it's an interesting proposal, and I do think in Sony's best interest, like, a Game Pass-esque endeavor for PlayStation is the way to go. Like, especially if they bring, like, Days Gone and other games to PC, mm. it opens up the window for a lot of interest and a lot of profit for Sony. Like... I know that there were there might be games that say, oh, it only runs at 30 FPS on a PS5 or whatever. But if you put it on my computer, it's like, oh, it's an option. Like, you can play God of War at 60 FPS on a PS5, or you can buy it on your computer, and if you have a computer strong enough, you can play the game at 144 uh, frames per second at a high resolution. I would definitely buy it. Or, like, I would definitely buy it on my computer. Or, and if I couldn't, you know. It, it opens the window, and if there are people that don't have a PlayStation console and want to play God of War, they buy God of War, and then the profit goes to Sony. Yeah. And I, I think, like, introducing a Game Pass for PlayStation is the best thing for consumer and company. And I really hope they do it. Like, because right now, they're behind. I'm just not sure if they are, though, because, like, Jim Ryan has been pretty vocal on, like, hey, we don't want to drop our first-party games day and day on, like, a subscription service. No, not day and day. No, definitely not. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought that's what you were saying. Right, right. No, yeah. Like, day and day, like, if, if they were to do anything, I think it's... Put them on a subscription service a year or two, however long after. Like, yeah. after the game's released, after the majority of its sales have come and gone, then put it on a streaming service and call it a day. But yeah. my, my, my recommendation and my, my personal preference on, a, on the future of PlayStation is have, like, like what Microsoft's doing. It's like... Halo Infinite's gonna be on our Xbox consoles, and it's also gonna be on PC, and you can buy that. Like, something I'd like to see is, oh, God of War Ragnarok. Buy it on PlayStation consoles, buy it on PC, whichever one you want. Like, day and date? Day and date. Ooh, wow, yeah. That's where we kind of differ. (laughs) I don't know. I I would like it as someone who's primarily a PC player. Right, which of course makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't see, like, how that loses them much. Because there are some people that it's like, hey, I wouldn't buy a PS5 if these games are on P- are on PC. That's totally acceptable. But there are people that's like, I don't want a PS5. So having them, having the option to play these games on PC still gets them a little money here and there. Right. Like, I, I don't see the the draw off of having I, games on PC. You know what I'm just curious about too? 
I'm curious about like, okay, like let's say like hypothetically in the future, right? They 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 do start dropping PlayStation games on PS5 and and PC day and date, right? L- let's just say that like hypothetically happens, right? right? I wonder what's gonna happen if either one of those platforms runs poorly in comparison to the other platform, right? Like for like optimization. Example, Huh? Like an optimization issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like I, I expect right, like Days Gone to run really well on a PC when they when they put it there because it's built on Unreal Four. It's not built on a, per, it's not built on a proprietary Sony engine, right? Santa Monica for God of War uses a a proprietary engine. You know, the decimal engine at Guerrilla. You know. Uh, we see how that translated with PC, how it wasn't the best on Horizon Zero Dawn, but seemingly I think it's okay with Death Stranding, right? But um, yeah. The thing you need to remember is that uh, with with Horizon Zero Dawn as the front running example, they used the PlayStation Mobile division to port it. Yes. Which was not the best call initially. Okay. But if you have a dedicated segment of porting games for PC and optimizing them before release, then uh, I it, it probably if it's on a proprietary a proprietary engine, then I honestly wouldn't mind waiting and like if God of War Ragnarok came in on PS5, right? And I had to wait a year to get it on PC, I would probably buy it twice because I'm stupid. Right, right, yeah. And yeah. if if I had to wait a year to get it on PC, I I I either would wait or I would buy it twice. But yeah. Yeah. it's maybe day and date isn't feasible because it's the issue with ports. Like to the extent of my knowledge, is the quality of the team working on optimization. Because right. Arkham Knight had a disastrous PC port. It was horrendous. I didn't have a PC that was capable of running Arkham Knight at the time, so I bought it on PS4 and I had no issues. But if you have a de- if you have a dedicated segment for PlayStation Studios that are that are solely focused on porting PlayStation games to PC as smoothly as possible and as quickly as possible then I don't think there will be many issues. Like, the PlayStation is obviously limited by its hardware for the price that you pay for it, and PCs have a much wider avenue that they can go with in terms of power. So, I don't think one or the other will run better if everything goes smoothly. Like, like if you put them both at PlayStation settings, like you can do with Horizon. There's an option in Horizon in the graphic settings is like, do you want this to look exactly like it did on the PS4? Click this button. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you you can. It's like if you wanted if you wanted to run a benchmark comparatively to the PlayStation option, compared to max settings on a PC, then you could do it and see if one runs better than the other. But if yeah. if they dedicate enough time and resources into optimization and porting then I don't think there will be that big of an issue. And I do think it's worth investing into for for a wider audience of players. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just me. 
Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I just, I mean, I would personally, like, from, like, a PlayStation Plus standpoint, like, I would love to see them keep going on, like, um, you know, and they are going to do it, like they have said, but I would love to see, you know, like, a brand new game, like, launch, you know, day and day on Plus, right? Like, um, I think, like, a good example would have been Kena, Bridge of Spirits, right? Um, and it's also beneficial for the devs because, uh, you know, PlayStation, Play PlayStation pays developers to put their games on Plus, right? So when it is a, um, you know, brand new game that, you know, maybe the development team is not sure how they're going to do sales wise, right? They could get a lump sum from PlayStation if they are offered a plus um, uh, spot in a given month of release. And that covers a lot of their costs and everything, right? Um, but then also I've heard stories of like it being the inverse where like... Um, how I put it well I mean it's it's like hard to tell because like I mean um you know you can either you know bet that hey word of mouth and everything is going to sell our game when it comes out uh and perhaps those sales numbers could be more of a profit for us if we were to go with PS plus and just get a lump sum on the month that it comes out on plus right like there's other ways that like you know you kind of weigh it out as a dev team but i think it's still a very very enticing way to you know bolster like brand new games that may not have um like a lot of buzz going around but still requires a big player base right um like i think destruction of all-stars would have been a lot more dead if it weren't for plus right i mean totally. and like granted now it's pretty dead you know so Oh, is it we'll dead? see, man. Um, I've—I mean, I personally haven't been back to it in like a few weeks. Um, I assume it's pretty dead. I don't know. Like, I don't see a lot of people talking about it. You know, I'm not sure. Maybe it's kicking. I don't know. Maybe, but um, I just think that like what's been really surprising too is that like when you look back at the list, I just ready right like the uh the all the games that you get on ps5 with ps plus and the ps plus monthly games that we've gotten since november i think a lot of them are very very high quality like like super good acclaimed games right like last of us is on there you know what i'm saying um bloodborne's on there a lot of people love bloodborne you know what i'm saying um control etc like there's a lot of like high quality games that like i know game pass has a lot of high quality games but I think that like there's just like a different like caliber i mean maybe i'm wrong i don't know i think like a lot of it is that like a lot of the playstation first party games are there right that are just not going to be on game pass ever right like you won't get a last of us you won't get god of war you know you won't get detroit etc but um i think it's just really cool like how for no extra cost we've been given like a lot of games on top of that bro we still have play at home we're just we're just gonna go on for another three months up until june so we have three extra bonus games on top of ps plus that you don't even have to have a ps plus subscription to have you know i just think it's really interesting like and i didn't want and like i didn't want to lump in the games for play at home like with Ratchet and clank because that's more of just like a seasonal just like this is just a very temporary thing and it's not really re like it's not really telling of like the full picture overall on like a regular month or whatever um but I, but i just 
still think it's pretty impressive, man. Like what they're doing here, and I'm I personally liking it. You know, with 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 plus lately. Yeah, no, it's things are definitely changing. Like indeed, I I'm excited to see the future on. I like what's going on and how things change because it feels more consumer friendly. Mm. Because before it was buy your fucking games, broke ass. It's but, true. Uh, like the the games that like from what I remember of my youth that PlayStation Plus offered wasn't worth the subscription on PS3. There were so many games, bro. Like early, like like late PS3 when Plus started happening, and like early PS4, bro. Where yeah, like you would redeem them, but like, you know, they were just some, you know, they like oh. weren't the most. It wasn't getting Final Fantasy VII remake this month on PS Plus a year after it came out. Right. Like it wasn't that. Like sometimes there were some big games, but on a month-to-month -month basis, it was, it was pretty much just, like, some mid-games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like... You're right about that. You're right. So, nowadays, it seems like they're really putting it into, like, we want to make things as... What's the word I'm looking for? As... Like, appealing, enticing, I guess? Yeah, enticing, appealing to the consumer as we can possibly make it to get people to stay interested. Because the only reason that a lot of us got Plus to begin with, speaking for myself and a few other people that I know, is because we had to, to play online. But mm -hmm. incentivizing people to keep Plus, like say, oh, I don't really play online games on PlayStation, why would I keep Plus? This is a good reason to keep them sticking around, because I don't play a lot of games on online on PlayStation. If I'm playing a multiplayer game, I'll usually play it on my computer. But the only reason I still have Plus is because I'm excited for games that come out on Plus, which is what I imagine they're going for. Yeah. 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 And, oh, I mean, like, also to that point as well, I feel like it makes it easier to get Plus um, if you're a... If, if, like, your main appeal for it was for the online, because now you get all these extra goodies. Like, you yeah. get so many extra games and all of it that, that, like, it sweetens the deal by a lot, you know, as opposed to, like, back in early 20, you know, uh, like, late 2013, early 2014, right? Like, yeah, it was just for the online so yeah, I can play COD or whatever. Yeah, you know? so it's We're like, like I, I have to get this. Exactly. Like, it's, I feel like it's becoming a lot more less of a need for people and more of like a yo this is fucking great yeah this, <laughs> is, this is worth it yeah there are people right now playing one of like i mean last year like the joy kicks goatee and many other people's game of the years i think ign gave it to them as well i think was it ign fuck i don't know maybe it was polygon i forgot but like f7 remake like that's a goatee right there for free you know that that people are playing right now at no extra cost. Like, like that's fucking great. That's, that's dope as fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, like, I know this is going to be a lot different when, like, Game Pass um, starts bringing out those really big, heavy-hitting, um, uh, you know, Microsoft um, games when they come out. Like, whatever is cooking up at Initiative. I think, wait, isn't Initiative doing, um, ah, what's that game? Fuck. Um, it's, like, an old IP. Perfect Dark? Yeah, 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 
Isn't that them? Yeah, yeah, like that. Halo Infinite, obviously, you know, coming out on Game Pass and like all their other games. On top of the Bethesda thing, which, you know, that acquisition that acquisition is finishing up. Um, I think like this week or like this month or whatever. So, you know, obviously I don't think it's that irrational to think that, yeah, every Bethesda game is launching on Game Pass as well. I would imagine that. Um so you know that's gonna be a whole different dynamic but like i think like right now like what we got going on with plus i really think it's you know it's 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 obviously i'm not gonna call it one-to-one -one with game pass but it's it's definitely getting a lot better you know and it and i think my only question is like you know i would like to see this type of effort towards ps now you know i would like to see them allow ps3 downloads right i think that'd be fucking huge for ps now you know um, I would love it to, like, where, um, you know, they could up the streaming quality and the overall, like, quality of the stream, perhaps. Like, right now, um, like, I don't know if you knew this, Arachnite, but it's at 720p, right, for streaming. Now, what you gotta really take into account is that a lot of those PS3 games, every PS3 game that I've played off of PS Now is already in 720p, right? Hmm. So while yeah like it looks a little bit worse on streaming it doesn't look that much off of like running it locally right um and you really don't got to worry about that on ps4 games because why would you stream ps4 games when you could just download them anyway right, right. so that's kind of like a non-issue but i would like to see them you know bolster the streaming quality on that hopefully whatever techno you know gizmo they gotta do to let us download ps3 games i think that would be great for it too um and i think that would you know really bring it up to game pass level i feel like overall um but i don't think that like they'll ever do like the day and date release of uh playstation games on you know ps now or whatever but i think we're i think we're seeing like a new age of ps plus that i'm interested to see how they go forward you know for sure for sure i do got one last question for you my man do you want to see the PS Plus collection change and evolve and grow? Change and evolve? Like, swap out games here and there? Like, or just grow fundamentally? Like, I, I would like to see it ideally just grow. Instead of, we're taking out Arkham Knight this month, we're putting in whatever this month. It, mm -hmm. Because you don't know when someone's going to get a console. Like, yeah. you might have gotten a console on day one. Somebody might have gotten a console on day 100. You're like me. You get a console fucking never. Like, you don't know when somebody's getting a console. It's like, oh, I want to play Batman. But now I can't because I was unlucky and couldn't get this console until this point. And then you buy the game, and that sucks. I, I think the most fair thing to do for consumers is to further incentivize them to get plus it's like instead of the 10 games that we started with since you like from the point where we started this till the point that you got the console we've added five more games instead of we've taken out five and we've swapped five mm. Mm. so mm. instead of 10 you get 15 so you get to enjoy all of the games that we've previously had all with the new additions instead of you got here a little too late hope next month Batman's back and it's not then you're just gonna have to wait or buy it and that's that's not totally fair like 
you need to when when you make decisions like that you need to cater to those that don't have one as much as those that do have one like I, I use the comic book example a lot but every comic has the ability to be somebody's first comic every comic out there has is going to be somebody's first comic or at least has the potential to be so you need to work around that you need to get you need to be able to have the fundamentals in place for newcomers and veterans to enjoy what you're putting out there for the public and i feel like expanding on it rather than swapping it out is the way to go in order to achieve those goals mm, mm. i see that yeah i see that i see that yeah i think above all else right like what i want to end out this this like conversation for sure is like i want to see what happens what happens with collection is it like an annual update you know and like you're right like is it more of an additive thing which i think like you definitely stated that, that like you want like you want there to be games that are added to the list and not just swapped out for the most part um i think uh, i think there are some here that that like we can swap out like i think black ops 3 like zombie chronicles is very very cool right but you know you could probably swap that out right um like battlefield one we can swap that out (laughs) you know what i'm saying like like there's a there's a few here that i can see them swapping out or like maybe they just swap out like the third party stuff you know and keep the first party stuff intact and then growing as as time goes on i think that could be cool but um yeah definitely looking out for collection because it is a part of ps plus for sure so ultimately yeah i think ps plus is you know definitely gaining some really cool traction and um i think it's really up in the bar and being closer to game pass than what what we've ever seen it become you know so yeah that's that but uh that is that arachnite you have any parting words as we depart this episode seven of saves our podcast and then where can the people find you play final fantasy seven mm, do that do that kings do that treat yourself it is my favorite game in the last few years it's not just my game of the year like from last year it's moved like the last two years have really just been like hitting me it's games that i didn't think i would enjoy very much it's like yeah why not like I'll, i'll try them out anyway and if i don't like it then that sucks and it ends up like becoming like one of my favorite games of the year one of my favorite games of all time and that is exactly what happened with final fantasy 7 like i two years ago 2019 you would have caught me ragging on final fantasy it's like wow imagine playing final fantasy like that shit's whack and then and here i am <laughs> literally literally so, so definitely play final fantasy 7 it is one of my favorite games of all time it's a blessing that it's free like that is something that everybody should take advantage of even if you don't play it just redeem it maybe you'll play it later yes but, i agree so other than that you can find me on the playstation source discord under the same name of the arachnite i we mentioned it earlier great discord great people a lot of fun definitely hop in and, and you know like join the boys I am on Twitter at Orly underscore Macias, where I post pictures and talk about video games, comic books, and all that good stuff. That's it for me. Beautiful. 
beautiful. Yeah, um, just to like kind of like piggyback off of your FF7 comments. Honestly, um, I don't. So, I said this on stream. I'll say it here because I'm I'm kind of like saying it, but I'm not gonna say it yet definitively, right? You will you'll you'll probably see a tweet if I do end up deeming this worthy. I think if I feel the same way after I beat FF7 Integrate, right? Which I predict I'll love the game even more because I know a lot more of the context of the full of the full FF7 story, right? I think Final Fantasy VII Remake might be my favorite game of all time. Yeah. You know? I'm just I'm just I'm gonna just leave you with that. I really think it might be right now it's undoubtedly top 3. Undoubtedly top 3. But um I really think it might become my favorite game of all time. And like I think, you know, you could boil that boil that down to like FF7 like being probably like my favorite game of all time. You yeah. know. I know like it's I'm more talking about the remake than the OG, but I love the OG. You know, like you fucking kidding me? Like come on now. So, uh yeah, so I'll I'll just leave y'all with that, you know. I I'll, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it probably will be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but of course, this has been Save Slot Podcast Episode Seven. You can catch the show here on YouTube.com slash PlayStation Source, as well as podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and all the other links via our anchor link in the description. Of course, like the video, rate the podcast on podcast services to help us get seen by more viewers, so we can grow the PSS family, as well as just like what Arachnid said, as well as like what Arachnid said down below. You can let us know what you like or dislike about the show and connect with us further on Twitter and Discord in the description. And of course, become a member of the channel. Do the $1 Prince tier, $5 King tier, as well as check out the stream series. We're doing a lot of streaming this week. We got MGS2 that's going to be completed. I'm going to attempt to beat Rise and Clank 20, 2016 throughout Tuesday and Thursday streams. We'll see how that goes. I'm a little bit confident in it, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that all goes. Um, but definitely check out those streams, as well as Resistance stream series is starting up next after Ratchet and Clank. Get hyped for that if you're a Resistance fan. And um, yeah, that's about it, guys. Thank you for watching. And as always, greatness, greatness awaits. awaits. Arachnid? Yeah. Dude, I wait. Did, did you say Greatness Awaits? Yeah, I said it. Bro, I barely heard it. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, did he die? What happened? He gone. <laughs>